Hey guys, and welcome to Hungry for Trouble podcast with your hosts, Jack, Maria, and Chelsea. And we are here keeping it real health and wellness. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number two of Hungry for Trouble. I am here with uh, Maria and Chelsea. We are talking guilty pleasures today. We're talking about the things we do, even when we know they're bad for us. Guys, what do you think? Good one. This is going to be a good one. Yep. For sure. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's kick off this episode Um, If you are returning back, we thank you for tuning back in with us. If you are brand new, feel free to give us some feedback, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We're all about it. But getting back to the real business, we're going to start talking about guilty pleasures today. We're going to start this discussion with why do guilty pleasures even exist, what they are, and we'll just kind of go from there. So I guess, guys, let's go ahead and start with like, what are guilty pleasures for you? Or what is guilty pleasures in general? Um, I feel like guilty pleasures are things that we do, as you mentioned, when we know they're bad for us. And usually, I mean, when I kind of think of a guilty pleasure, I feel like it. I personally think of it as something that it might feel good in the moment, but I might feel like shit afterwards. So, you know... Like, for example, for me, I had um, probably like five Hy-Vee M&M cookies the other day on Thanksgiving. They are delicious. How did you feel? They're soft. They're flat. I felt great as I ate these five cookies, right? Yeah. And I knew. I mean, like, I mean, one would have been fine, but nope, slammed five in a row. And it was Thanksgiving, man. And I felt like shit afterwards. Do you take a break in between the cookies? No, no there was no break. It was more like just inhaling five cookies. I'm the person who walks Guilty away from pleasure. it that comes back. Like throughout the day. Pocket it. I pocket it, okay? I have one and then I go sit down and I'm like, ah, it was really good. I should go get it. It was just me. My husband, my kid, I was like, there was no one else around. There was nobody. I had to like pretend like I wasn't having five cookies. I could just slam them. It was pretty good. You didn't have to hide it. <laughs> didn't have to hide it, but That's did feel best. like shit afterwards. <laughs> the worst. Love it. Chelsea, tell us what is guilty pleasures for you? Like, what is it? And like, give us an example for you, what that would be. I mean, guilty pleasures is something that I enjoy that I don't do all the time. Um, so mine is eating cookies. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're really good. They're where it's at, except they make you feel like shit. Yep. Uh, all the sugar, all the sugar, all the freaking oh, sugar, so much sugar. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that'd be mine. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cookies. Yeah. Okay. Donuts for you. It is donuts for me. It is donuts for me. I, you know what though? I really don't feel bad after. I, <laughs> I don't, not after a donut. Um, no, I mean, guilty pleasures for me in my eyes, when I say guilty pleasures, I'm breaking those two words down into what they are by itself. Guilty meaning that after we've done whatever we've done, that we feel extremely bad about it, or we have regrets, I guess is the word I'm going to use. Um, we feel, um, like apologetic towards whatever that thing is. And then pleasures being like, you know, the thing that gives us instant gratification, um, instant joy. Um, 
I guess Chelsea, like, Chelsea, give me what's your definition of the word pleasure? Orgasms. 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 Dopamine. All of the orgasms. Oh, dopamine. dopamine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So when I break it down, you know, (laughs) yes. When I break it down, I think of the two words by themselves and then together is like a double whammy. Mm -hmm. So like a guilty pleasure for me is I think in the past for me, a guilty pleasure was um, returning back to toxic relationships. Like Mm -hmm. I was the person who would hold on to a bad friend for as long as possible. Um, You know, go back to that guy. That's a total douche canoe. Like, and (laughs) I knew that those relationships were really bad for me, but I kept going back to them. Um, I guess because of the instant gratification, but definitely gave me like no long-term anything. Um, I guess another guilty pleasure for me is, um, honestly, I'm going to be forward and say a guilty pleasure for me is like skipping a workout. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes in the immediate frame that I make that decision, I feel like, yep, that's the right decision. And then 10 minutes later when I'm sitting in bed at six 30 in the morning and I'm like, I really wish I wouldn't have just done that, I guess. And I should have got up. Um, but it's too late now. I've already committed to the decision, (laughs) but, uh, that's guilty pleasures for me. So cool. Well, one of the things that we kind of talk about, I guess all three of us is, um, one of the transitioning parts of this was like, okay, these are what guilty pleasures are for us. And here's some examples, but why do we do it? You know, that's the big question. Why do we do it? Because it's pleasurable. Yeah. Why would you not do something that's, you know, pleasurable? That's fair. Okay. Maria, what do you think? Um, I think for me, some it's, it really goes to kind of like just that fuck it mentality. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. It's been a tough day. I'm stressed. I'm tired. Or like, you know, the other, it was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. So fuck it, whatever. Um, and it's just like, no big, you know, and I am seeking like just that like quick little dopamine hit. So whether it's cookies or I freaking love pizza, I can go to town on pizza. Um, so just those little things, I think it's just sometimes that mentality of kind of like exhaustion. And I feel like, you know what, I don't feel like quote unquote being good today. Um, so you just say screw it. So how do you know when to stop? Like, how do you know when to stop? Like, where's the line there where you continue on with your life and you say, fuck it. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I I feel like I've come to a space, you know, I feel like I've kind of been on a journey, right, of wellness for 10 years. I feel like 10 years ago, there was no line, right? Mm -hmm. Like, God, in college, I think fuck it just happens every day (laughs) at the end of our day. Like, I just think (laughs) you don't know any better. Your friends are doing it. That line is very not there. Um, Today, I feel like I know what makes me actually feel better, right? right? Like yeah. it's so much easier to be like one, either I'm working towards this goal, so I, sh- you know, shouldn't eat that or I should just choose this instead. Um, and also like at this, you know, at this age, I know what actually feels good in my body. So like, I mean, How it's cool not cool to say I eat kale chips, but shoot, I feel good after I eat kale right. chips, you yeah. know? So I think that's kind of what years of experience give us too, is just knowing what actually feels good in our body and that like a whole bowl of Captain Crunch doesn't. <laughs> oh, my mouth hurts just talking about that. I know. Like, come on, that done cuts it, up right? Oh my God, cuts up your mouth so bad. <laughs> my parents still let me have that. <laughs> good for them. I used to be a cereal junkie too. Oh. That, well, that used to be one of my guilty pleasures. 
times. But now I just I that would be my three a.m. high moment. Okay, (laughs) give me some freaking cereal. Which cereal though? Honestly, what's everybody's favorite cereal? Honeycombs. Really? Are you kidding me? No. That is circus peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Those marshmallow circus peanuts. That is the comparison of cereals. (laughs) That is not the same. I do like honeycomb. Um, My favorite cereal would be Apple Jacks. Freaking love Apple Jacks. Why are you guys picking the shittiest cereals? (laughs) No. All right. What is it, Jack? Cocoa Pebbles. What? What's wrong with you? Listen, my parents made me eat checks and grape nuts (laughs) because that was cheap. So uh, well, that's what I got. So when them. I went to college, cocoa pebbles, <laughs> my dude, and it was amazing. <laughs> like the chocolate milk. Well, do you make the cereal bars out of those? Ooh. I don't know how. I wish I did. <laughs> like Rice Krispies. Are you for real? I'm really not at the adulting age of knowing how to make Rice Krispies yet. I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. I'll have Harper come teach you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not at the adulting age of knowing yeah i don't have children i have no reason to make marshmallow bars and then once you do get children you buy them (laughs) i buy them (laughs) and you're like i don't want to make them anyways (laughs) i'm at the uh box muffin stage of Mm. life right now Mm -hmm. stop it i will make you a premix what is your problem (laughs) it's a big move okay it's not easy mac it takes a little if it's if i'm mixing it it's homemade (laughs) shut up up. I like what you said about this, though. I like how you said, like, the best part about the guilty pleasures is, like, recognizing that they exist and then, like, recognizing that immediate gratification is nowhere near what the long-term gratification is. And, like, a little bit of that is just maturing. But, man, I just feel like you've reached that, like, pivotal point in your life when Mm -hmm. you can recognize that. For real. For real. And so for any of the listeners out there that maybe have kids or teenagers and you're like jesus christ these kids are like some kind of stupid because they just like (laughs) they don't why am i why do my kids make these bad decisions because they don't know they don't know the difference um they don't they haven't gotten to that pivotal point in time where they're like you know what the the immediate gratification isn't the same as the long-term gratification Mm -hmm. you know it's a pivotal point in life and I also think we were talking about, um, like, why do we do these guilty pleasures? Why do we indulge sometimes? And I think there is this this um, urge to resist, this urge to be defiant. Um, so, you know, whether it's, you know, your trainer's trying to get you on a, I don't know, like a paleo diet and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to eat cake because screw this. <laughs> and like, I'm going to defy yeah. that authority or like. I think when we make like certain, whether it's food, drink or whatever, taboo, and we make it like, oh, you can't do that. We actually increase the human desire to want to do it. Yeah. So like, for example, in our house, like we try to not make it a big deal when my toddler has candy, like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, sure. Have a bar. But I try to not make it be this like, no, you can't ever have it. And blah, blah, blah. And I just try to be like, broccoli, cool. Broccoli is cool. Makes you feel good. Mm. I mean, I just think like more often than not, if we kind of play up like how good we feel when we make the right decision versus no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. It just ends up kind of fucking with our heads. Yeah. Agreed. Cause as you're saying that I had, I was thinking in my head, um, I have a client who grew up like super Catholic, like super like by by the Bible type stuff. And one of the weirdest things for me as a coach was to hear her say like, 
fuck the Catholic life. <laughs> like she had, as she gotten older, been against it because of that exact reason. They had said, don't do this, 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 this. And that irritated her so badly that she did the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, so that rebellious type mentality, um, you know, not in regards to just food, but like everything, you know, we're, we're told don't do that. And then we do, mm -hmm. I mean, that program in middle school, dare, that's mm -hmm. like, don't do the drugs, <laughs> like, you know? And I feel like the majority of my graduating class was like, yeah, I'm going to do, do drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've actually been to the bar and seen a guy wearing the dare t-shirt and I'm like, I know that you're on drugs. I love it. I love it. <laughs> For sure. And I think that kind of leads into like a partnering with that is like that peer pressure. Um, I, and I'm just going to, since we're talking drugs, we're just going to go with that. Um, I'm going to use that as the example. It's a good um, pleasure. It is. It's a guilty pleasure in the sense that like, I feel like people know they're like, drugs are bad for me. And then they're like, well, anyways, I'm going to do drugs. <laughs> so, um, you know, I feel like that's how it starts now, by the way, disclaimer on this episode, whatever you do, you do you. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm not whatever you do you. I need whatever. So anyways, I'm just using it as the example. Um, Maria, you had a really good example with peer pressure in regards to like being around family and friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, not in regards to drugs. My example I have to do is pizza <laughs> because pizza is where my mind is at, obviously. Um, but I mean, like, I feel like if we're going to go watch a football game with friends or something and everybody's having pizza and I love pizza, don't get me wrong. It is a guilty pleasure. Um, but there's times where I don't fucking feel like eating pizza. Like, I'm like, oh, that's going to make me feel greasy. I just don't need it. I've been eating really good today. You know, I did a workout. I'm feeling awesome. But peer pressure, man, like, I don't want to be the chick at the party who's like, oh, you don't, you don't eat pizza. It's just like peer pressure will just kind of be like, oh, all right, I'll just have a slice. Conform. I don't know. I think we just conform because we don't want to be asked questions. We don't want to look different. Mm -hmm. Again, I think with maturity, as we age, that becomes less of an issue. Like, I think there are definitely more times than not. One, you find your circle. You find your people who, you know, who cares. Support like, you. They'll support you no matter what. Yeah. Um, and then you just stop giving a shit what everybody thinks. But It's a great place to be at in life. Yeah. I think I'm there. Yeah. 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 Well, going off yeah. of what Maria said then, I guess – I think one of the <laughs> coolest tips on how to rebuttal this, um, Chelsea, you had a perfect one on like how to handle the pure pressure part of it. I like your mindset. You had mentioned, you know, if you don't consider something good or bad and that it just is what it is, then you never feel bad about the peer pressure because you're not doing it because it's bad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Elaborate for me on that mindset a little bit because you said it way better than I did. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to elaborate on that <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, basically, I lost my train of thought again. Okay. Well, that happens sometimes. Um, okay. Like me last time. Oh my Maybe God. it's the way I said it. Okay. okay so, um, Okay, we're just going to go off nutrition. We'll use that as the example. Mm -hmm. When Maria goes to the party and everybody goes, why the hell are you not eating that pizza? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What would your response back to that be as the person who is also in the room watching this go down? 
Both in Maria's eyes and as the person who's being pure. I think that, you know, people should really just mind their own business, whether someone's eating pizza or not. Like, what does that that. concern you? I really like that. Really? What does that concern you? And like, for you, you do you, you know? Eat the pizza, don't eat the pizza. What's going to fulfill your cup right now in that moment? Yes. I I love how you put that, Chelsea, because at the end of the day, like, again, a little bit off topic of guilty pleasure, but if you find your people, like whoever you're watching this game with or you're hanging out with, you know, they should respect mm-hmm. you do you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mind my own fucking business. And also, like, what's good for you isn't good for me. Or, you right. know what I mean? Right. It doesn't have to be. She eats the pizza. That's great. Doesn't mean I have to. If she wants to, if it, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, like, it's we have such unique experiences. And when you find your people who can respect that, mm-hmm. it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go into a scenario. So I had a birthday party for my aunt who passed away a couple of years ago um, this weekend. And I am gluten-free. It just it affects me in not a great way. So I brought a meal prep. You know, I made it up and I brought it with because I'm like, it's probably going to be something that goes on a bun or, you know, yeah. something I can't have. Yeah. So, so you brought something that I, was going to bring you pleasure. I did. And enjoy. of course, you know, my brother and my dad gave me a bunch of crap like, oh, you bring in your own stuff. And then my cousin's like, did you buy that? I just, I made it. I'm just going to eat. Can I eat my food? Can I just, you know, can you guys stop making me feel awkward? Yes. It, it wasn't like. It made me creepy, crawly, awkward. It was just like, let me be. Was I hounding you when you were stuffing your face? Like, let me be. Yes. Well, I mean, it's just like our last episode when we talked about how I think each of us has been around a client or a friend or family and they are changing their behavior or like what they're eating because they're like near a coach, right? Yes. And so it's kind of goes off of that where they're making conscious decisions because they're around us. But then we have people who are doing the opposite of that. And they're like, well, because they're a coach, they think they're so much better than me. So I'm going to give them crap or, or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess the big thing to note on this is that it's all mindset. Guilty pleasures is all mindset. And what I mean when I say that is, is kind of like me, Maria and Chelsea, discussed is that there isn't a good and a bad when it comes to guilty pleasures. There is not a black and white to it. There's a gray scale. It's kind of what Chelsea said. It is what it is. If you give into it, okay. If you don't give into it, okay. I think when we put that pressure on it being a good versus a bad decision, then we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to give into that immediate gratification versus the long-term or, you know, I guess maybe a mentality of, well, I made this bad decision and so now I got to start all over again. So I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I hear that so much. <laughs> so much. I, I ate cake on Saturday on Monday. I got to start all over again. I screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> you I missed a workout done, lost all the progress that I've made. <laughs> And so like guilty pleasures, it's like, maybe we give into those immediate gratifications because the long-term gratification is so far away, mm-hmm. so far away. And so we put ourselves back at point A when we're at point B because point C is like so far mm-hmm. when really, by the way, we did not go back to point A 
what we're really shooting for is point D and we're at point B and we're not restarting. We're just putting the pause button on. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I tell my clients it. There's a difference between the restart and the pause, mm -hmm. by the way. I'm just going to touch on this. The pause button sucks for people because number one, not noteworthy at all. Uh, it's not social media. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose 30 pounds. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to post it on social media. Mm -hmm. um, that point between B and C little is getting noticed at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so people don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so they put themselves back at point A because from A to B was the big wow show. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense right now? <laughs> a to B was the big wow show. B to C was kind of like the, I guess, um, I'm making progress, but the progress isn't as noticeable. Right, right. And um, by the way, my endpoint is at D, and so that sucks. But I'll make sure to post it out there when I go from A to D. Yes. So I better go back to A. Yes. <laughs> Which is so dumb. Anyways. I'm drawing maybe, it out right now. Are you? Yeah, I, I, I hoping. If you are listening to this episode, maybe rewind and take a piece of paper out and draw this. So you see what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Um, guilty pleasures. They make us feel like we're clicking a restart button. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I also think when people think it is very common, depending on what mindset you're in, um, if you make a bad choice, again, if we're going on the lines of it's black and white and good and bad. So we see it as we make a bad choice. We have the pizza, we eat five high V cookies, whatever. We also think like, so now I'm bad. So I must be lazy. I must be a piece of shit. I must, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this health journey that I whatever. Why are so we, we so take, hard on ourselves? Yeah, we take a decision. We take one action, one, you know, little pause, pause. Like, oh, okay, today I'm not eating paleo. I'm having these freaking cookies. We take a pause and we just internalize it and we beat ourselves up. And before you know it, like, yeah, that inner critic is just kicked up. Um, and what we're talking about here is, again, if you stay in that black and white, good and bad mentality, you're going to kind of keep going down that track, when you start to realize there's gray, there is gray in your journey and your journey is not just black and white. You're good. You're bad. You're a failure. You're a success story. We got to start living in the gray, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Y'all are so mean to each other. And when I say to each other, I mean, y'all are mean to yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys are so mean so to yourself. Mean, so mean. <laughs> you guys are mean. So I guess that leads into like, okay, so we know what guilty pleasures are. We recognize them. We are starting to, you know, understand why we do it. And we all have them. And we all have them. So how do we just not, like, how do we like deal with guilty pleasures? How do we um, handle that, I guess? And Chelsea, what do you think? I mean, when it comes Mindset. to guilty pleasures, like, what do you do that helps you? Mindset. You know, like who, who is this for? It is me. Why am I hard on myself when I shouldn't be? Like what part of that is healthy? What part of that is going to help me grow? It's not. None of that is. So it's all mindset. It's just, you know, telling yourself over and over. Um, so I, I started listening to this new book today and it's about sexual health. And so this lady is just like, take a mirror and I want you to look at your vulva 
your vulva is the outside that you see. Your vagina is inside of you for those of you that don't know. But take a look at your vulva and pick out the nice things. Mm -hmm. Pick out nice things about it because we're trained that it should look a certain way, that we should all like be Barbie or whatever. It's everything's tucked and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But embrace your own beauty that nobody else can see. Like that's your little thing that you're doing. So do that in all aspects of your life, really. Mm -hmm. Be positive with yourself. It's going to help you overcome these things and just live a more carefree life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to add on to that because I like the way you said that. Yep. Because I was going to say one of the tips that I use for myself is we tend to be a lot nicer to ourselves. And I read this in an article, but we tend to be nicer to ourselves when we call our bodies by a name. Mm. Okay. So you like your body is separate from you. you. You are your personality, but it's easier for us to say, I'm trying to be kind to her. Ooh, I like I'm trying to be kind to my body. Mm-hmm. And when we separate the physical aspect of our body from the personality part of our body, it's a lot easier for us to be nicer to it because we recognize it for what it actually needs um, and not get caught up in the personality, emotional aspect of it, which isn't not important, but like, you know, for example, we tend to deprive our bodies of certain things because we think that it's bad. The black and white, we think it's bad when really we need to be like, well, what does she need Mm -hmm. right now? And when I read that, I was like, so weird. So when you say that and you're like talking about um, exploring your body and loving yourself exactly the way you are, I was like, yeah, yeah. like I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That aspect. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's Maria, not do overnight. Think? Don't think that, you know, after five okay. times of telling yourself yeah. you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're strong, like that's not going to do it. It has to be a repetitive thing. Write it on your mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your mantra. Let it yes. be. Believe it. Yeah. Yes. Don't just say it. Okay, go on. Um, For me, I would say how I've kind of helped get around like guilty pleasures, you know, don't do this. Um, I had to sort of like personally stop thinking that some of these things were taboo. Stop thinking that they were off limits because I learned if I think something's off limits, I just think about it more. Like, so if I would say, oh, I can't have pizza anymore. I just want pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I realized for myself, I just had to try to like flip how I thought about these guilty pleasures, not think of them as can't have, won't have, et cetera. Um, And I feel like the other thing is like, I'm going to give an example. Um, So for me, let's say if I'm like really stressed out at the end of my day, And I do want a glass of wine to unwind, you know, it's like, I'm going to have that sip, whatever that is. Um, Can I have a glass of wine to just, you know, at the end of a hard day? Absolutely. Like, yes, let myself indulge. Now, would a younger Maria maybe want to finish half a bottle? Perhaps. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, and again, like, not that I'm saying, you know, no judgment. Like if you're doing that half bottle because you've had a really bad day or whatever your guilty pleasure is, it's the chips, it's the cookies, whatever you're reaching for, you know, one, you do you like, if you, again, what does she need? What does your body need? It's a long day. Have that little indulgence. But then I guess something that I've just like, that helps me when it comes to these things is like, I have it in moderation. So I have my glass with supper, my glass of wine, 
I sip it. I enjoy it. You know, I don't just slam it just mm -hmm. to have it. I'm like, mm, this is some good wine. And then afterwards, I'll switch back to water or I'll grab a tea or I'll do whatever. I think that's the other thing is I'll allow myself an indulgence, but I just keep it in moderation because I remind myself, how's my body going to feel after this? And, and how great is it when you finally respect. get to have it too? Yeah. You, you respect it and enjoy it a lot more than if it's a daily thing. Yes. Yes. Versus just mm -hmm. slamming it. Absolutely. I feel like those things have helped me when it comes to this type of issue. Yeah. And Maria, kind of just going off of like what you were just you know, kind of covering. Um, I'm going to share a secret. In my fridge. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> In my fridge. You're not going to like it. I don't care. That's fine. You, you told me to do me. I'm going to do me. Don't. In my fridge. In the back of my fridge. I have a box of caramel sea salt chocolates. Don't. I have a bag of Enjoy Life chocolate with Ooh. rice crisps in it. So. Ooh. I'm there okay. I'm there so maybe we're on the same page. So maybe you won't judge page. me as hard. I'm not judging. Yes. I am allowed to have one. One. Okay. At least every day. I don't do it every day. I, By the way, I don't do it every day. But if I want a sweet, I'm allowed one. Yes. Yep. And that's a guilty pleasure that I'm not sorry about. Yeah. I am not sorry about it. Hell yeah. And one of the things I was kind of writing down on my little notepad here, as you guys were kind of chit chatting is, <laughs> do you think that maybe people overindulge or overdose, so to speak, because we feel like we won't get any more or we're not going to get enough. I, I guess I'm looking at like holiday sense. It's just, I think because I don't like to say this, but like if you're eating healthy on a healthy journey, you go there, you're going to overindulge because that's stuff that you don't get all the time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, let's and go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. See this. Cause like none of this is gone. in my house. Yeah. So I'm like eating all of lemon cooking or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know if this was like along the same lines as what you were saying, but I have a weird thing. Like if I'm in like Costco, Hy-Vee, I don't like, I don't know, some store where they're giving out free mm -hmm. food and it's a food that I like. I definitely think there's just like this mentality of like, Ooh, like one, it's free. For some reason, if something's free, it's like, Ooh, it's like a gift. <laughs> That's and, so true. And like, if it's good, you know, like I'll like walk by and grab a, like a little sample of whatever. If it's like a pig's in a blanket, I don't know, something dumb like that. And then you're like, Oh, there's still another one. I'm going to go get another one. Cause like you said, like, is there going to be any more left? Like I want it. Cause like they're there now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it kind of just feeds into why sometimes we as humans, I think we go back for more because you're worried it's going to run out or there won't be enough or we're going to go home and it's not going to be in our house. So we might as well. Yeah. So many little traps I think that we get stuck in or it's free. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the free. <laughs> My aunt and dad asked me, do you guys want to go, go for lunch? And I'm like, yeah, they took me to Sam's Club. No joke. <laughs> No joke. A couple people say that. No joke. One of my clients is like, That's have hilarious. you had Costco pizzas? They're so good. And I'm like, no, I don't like specifically go there to buy pizzas. Also, I don't have a Costco membership. She's like, well, I do. So we'll go. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I honestly, okay. Pro tip, you don't even need a Costco membership and you can order their pizza from the deli or yeah. whatever. It is delicious. No membership <laughs> so you, needed. You can yes. validate this information. <laughs> it is good pizza. This is, for, this what, is not a commercial. Yes, for 10 bucks. For 10 okay. bucks, you get this, this giant Costco size pizza. Costco. This is not an ad sponsored by Costco. <laughs> no, it's not, but. <laughs> get the pizza. It's so <laughs> indulged. I guess there's like, three examples that I can think of when I wrote this down about the, you know, overindulging or overdosing because we feel like we're not going to get more. We're not going to get enough. And here's three examples that come to my head right away. Not so long ago, 2021, there was a toilet paper shortage. (laughs) (laughs) No, And we all knew there was a shortage. So what did we do? We overstocked on the toilet paper because we were afraid that we weren't going to get more or we were not going to have enough. But I feel like anybody that, and maybe you didn't feel bad, but I feel like I was one of those people that bought a ton and not a ton, like I did not overdo it. But like I afterwards so was hard. like, but what about the old people that didn't get any? And I felt really bad oh. about that. I was like, what about the old people? <laughs> I bought like one bag of it. And I felt bad about that because that wasn't even a lot, but I was like, but no, like no one else. <laughs> like, you don't so, get to wipe your ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds so stupid, but like, that's an example that came to me right away. Yep. Another one that I think of is like, you know, I'm not a drug addict by the way, but the, one of the other ones I thought about was drugs. Like, do you think that maybe there are people who overdose on drugs because they know they're, it might be a while before they get more, or it might be like they don't feel like they've gotten enough or whatever. And so maybe that's why people overdose on drugs is because they just, they don't know when they're going to get it again and they don't know to like make it last, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't have enough information about that, but that's like things that I ponder sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, this one a little closer to home, but another example is, is that I'm a person who had guilty pleasures for toxic relationships in my past. I feel like I've definitely grown from that, but looking back on it, I feel like I kept going back to that relationship because I didn't think I was going to get anything better. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I was going to get enough from somebody else or from myself when I found out later on. Right. And so I feel like I used to overindulge and overdose on those toxic relationships because I, it was basically the alternative to nothing. Either I have nothing or I have a toxic relationship and that's always better. So I'm going to overindulge and overdose in that so that I have something versus nothing. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I realized that the immediate gratification, by the way, is stupid in comparison to the long-term gratification of holding out for the right person and being surrounded by people who really care about you and support you Mm -hmm. and want to see you um, succeed and, you know, hope and dream with you. Um, but I know closer to home, that's why I used to, uh, you know, keep giving into guilty pleasures is because the alternative was worse the in my eyes. And, and, I, and I didn't know yeah. better. I right, didn't know right. better. It's all a learning yeah. process. It's self-exploration. Like yes. until you really truly understand yourself and life. Um, well, I don't know if we ever fully understand that. <laughs> But it's so hard to to be in those cycles. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, 
you know, again, when it comes to self-exploration, not only does it come with kind of like the positive, the good stuff, like, you know, start working out, start eating better, do the mindset, like, you know, and that's all, you know, that can give you like the warm fuzzies that most of that can feel good. I think self-exploration and I mean, even just around the topic of guilty pleasures, like, you know, with the insight that you brought up, Jack, about knowing, you know, the toxic relationships were kind of a guilty pleasure, but whatever you've grown from that, Mm -hmm. it does mean like facing your demons, facing your shadows, actually kind of looking at some of the shitty parts of your life or about like looking at, we all have an inner critic check, um, like track playing in our head and it can either be dialed up or dialed down. Like we kind of have to look at the ugly stuff, the shadows inside. Um, I think in order to sometimes make like the biggest leaps in kind of our own journeys. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about, um, you know, when you are finally getting on track and, and kind of moving away from these guilty pleasures, which by the way, not really moving away from them, but like incorporate, incorporating them in your life in a way that is healthy and, um, more balanced, more balanced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I like what you said about that, because one of my tips that I have on my list is that, um, it was easier for me to, you know, find that balance, so to speak, when I started surrounding myself with like positive influences in social media. And I put in quotations, like feeding my soul, um, which by the way, required me deleting some people off Facebook Yep, and, um, or at, you know, there's like this new feature where you can say it's like something where I don't want to see as much of their posts or something like that. (laughs) Um, on social media, I used to follow people who other coaches that, um, their content was really great, but a lot of it was me comparing to what they looked like and me as a coach. And so I needed to separate from people like that um, because it was more um, destructive than helpful to me at that point in time. Um, And so I started feeding my soul exactly what I needed and moving away from those toxic relationships and finding supportive ones and creative ones and, um, loving relationships. And the more I started surrounding myself with positive influences, which by the way, um, going back to episode one can also be a coach Mm -hmm. by the way. Okay. The positive influences in getting surrounded by them and having people who are like-minded like you, Mm -hmm. oh my God, what a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, we'll have to do an episode in the future about like who your tribe is because I feel like we go on and on about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But like, that was one of my tips. Um, Maria, what other tips you got for us? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you kind of touched on one of mine that I had kind of like everything in moderation. Um, so again, I, I try to not think of things as off limits. Um, but can I indulge just have one? Um, can I enjoy Like really like learning to like savor. I mean, fuck, if I'm going to have a pizza, I'm going to enjoy that pizza. But also, um, I've done a lot of work on like, being more intuitive and listening to my body and is my body full right now? Yep. Like I don't need slice number two, not because I'm limiting myself, but because like my body's full. Mm -hmm. So I just also had to like come around to mindset, like guilty pleasure, savor, enjoy, be in the moment, have that chocolate, have that glass of wine, have that M&M cookie. Like I have to allow myself those things and I, and I should enjoy it. Um, But also just, I don't know, learning to listen to my body. And it's like, nope, I don't need that right now. And I'm not doing it as a punishment to my body. I'm doing it as because I, I'm honoring it. I'm respecting it. So it kind of ties back to, I liked your tip, Jack, about like 
think sometimes if you have to think of your body as separate, her, treat her with respect, honor it, you know, um, sometimes that helps. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to add a little physiological, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective. Um, one of the things that really helped me as not only a coach to help understand my clients, and I think Maria, you're going to feel exactly the same way about this, but understanding myself too, was when your stress levels are high, your cortisol levels are high. And when your cortisol levels are high, things start to become, um, mm, what's the word I'm thinking of, I guess. Unmanageable, unbearable. Yeah. Out of control. Yeah. Out of control. Um, and actually in the health and fitness aspect of it, that's where you're looking at potential weight retention, mm -hmm. where like, no matter how good your nutrition is, no matter how often you go to the gym, if your stress level is high, you aren't going to see any progress at all. None, zero. And knowing that, knowing that if I'm going to deprive myself of something, which is going to increase my stress and increase my cortisol levels and therefore increase my weight retention, I felt a lot better about making the decision to like give into that guilty pleasure a little bit when I was like, if I do it in moderation and if I find the balance, then I can at least lower my stress level, which by the way, um, is the lesser of two evils. Chelsea, what do you think? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I just want to like add in because it's been bothering me, like adding to hers, uh, as a tip is to like, love yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You need to love yourself. You also need to put yourself in fucking check with that going back to the, um, holidays season coming up, the yep. indulgences yep. is yes. Give yourself grace, love yourself, know what your body needs. Also after that's done, be able to put yourself in check. That's a huge mindset thing that not a lot of people have, and they need to be holding hands with someone. And if you have someone like that in your life, reach out to them around the holidays. Be like, please reach out. Please see if I have, you know, gotten back into my nutrition, gotten back into my working out. Um, yeah, that was just my add-in with that. I like that. Find an accountability <laughs> buddy at this time of year. Like, I, I mean, I think, like, if you're listening, you've heard the messages one, we're, you know, as coaches, none of us are above a guilty pleasure. We're not here again mm -hmm. saying, oh, we're perfect and we eat clean 100% of the time or whatever that is. So we're saying it's okay, you're human. And we're also saying, however, if you're listening, you likely have some health goals. You likely want to be able to manage your stress better. You want to be able to, you know, I don't know, feel, feel better in your clothes or, you know, whatever, not feel shitty after eating a meal. Like there's a reason maybe you're coming to this space. And so remind yourself of those goals and you, you still got to hold yourself accountable. You know, like it, at the end of the day, the only person that's going to like do the work is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Getting back in check with yourself too. Um, mm -hmm. It's okay to give in to things. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to continuously overindulge or overdose yeah. so to speak mm -hmm. yeah right Absolutely. um but yeah i like that it's definitely so hard this time of year yeah like these holidays back to back and just winter season and mm -hmm. whatnot but it's doable yeah and i think the holidays so you know like so the holidays can bring about more pure pure pressure um 
you know, like, so again, yeah, you go to a holiday party or like, I don't know, people do cookie exchanges or, you know, you go to a family gathering and pot again, luck. just, yeah, potlucks, like so many potlucks. Again, you can still mm -hmm. practice moderation. You can still like whatever it is, listen to your body. But I do think, yeah, absolutely. It, there's just some peer pressure going to the holidays. Like, mm -hmm. oh, everybody else is doing it. So I will too. I think even like when it comes to buying right at, at Christmas time, like, like, I just want to stick to my list. I want to get who I need, you know, maybe get myself something, but I don't know. Everybody's talking about spending and this deal and, mm -hmm. Oh, get these shoes. Ooh. And I got this. So again, peer pressure can sometimes, you know, we think we have to overindulge. And there's and, that stress. <laughs> yeah. Adds to the stress. <clears throat> adds to the, so just be mindful this holiday season. Mm -hmm. Like, please, yes, treat yourself, but don't, you know, let it be the detriment of all your work this year. Yeah. You just called me out on my shit and I didn't like it. <laughs> I am the person who's like, everyone I know and love needs a gift because Stop they it. don't know that I love them. Oh my God. Just buy a dozen donuts and start throwing them. Yeah, I don't yes. know. We don't need them. And it really does stress me out because I'm like, if I forgot somebody, do they think I don't care about them? And then I just think about it all night long. So you just called me out on it. <laughs> I think I should give you a Don't cookie. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you. Uh, the spending the that made me feel bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So guys, that's guilty pleasures. All right. Recognize what they are. Recognize that they are okay. Why we do them. And, you know, hopefully some of these tips and tricks helped you, um, you know, and find your own tips and tricks too. You know, we shared what works for us. But what works for us might not work for you. And if you want to discuss this further with any of us as coaches, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I promise we are less judgmental than we sound. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're only like that to each other. And I we're guess. more so. fun yeah. than we sound. Wait, we probably sound really fun, actually. I don't know. Like that <laughs> intro. Did you hear us on the intro? Yeah, we're excited. You know, actually, she sounded like the girl who's like, you should come to my party. It's so fun. But then we realized nobody was at the party. Oh. <laughs> you should come. It's going to be we're so fun. We're all drinking oh water, by the way. I promise you this is not that fun. No. Your birthday party is the veggie tray, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yo, that's Chelsea's birthday party. No, come on God. over. It's this weekend. Let's go. Yeah, Marie's is the pizza. <laughs> and she's definitely going to make you feel oh, bad for not eating it. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again soon. See ya. Bye, guys.